Hello, and welcome back to the A Pushing History Podcast, episode 20. Today, I'm going to talk about the Cold War, the Red Scare, and how communism grew throughout America during the 1950s. With the end of World War II and the creation of the atomic bomb, fear of nuclear weapons resonated throughout the world. Countries fought for the supplies and the money to make the weapons, and at the top was the USSR. America began to look down upon the USSR and thought against the Soviet society, which included communism. This was the birth of the Cold War and the rise of the Red Scare. Directly after World War II, the second coming of the Red Scare was brought forth. In 1945, the Cold War had just been broken out between the USSR and the USA. The Red Scare got its name because of the red colors of the communist states and flag. The USSR originally used the color red to represent all the workers who died in the struggle against capitalism in the Russian Revolution. Many people worldwide believed that communist beliefs would overthrow democratic and capitalist ideas and institutions. Americans also believed that Soviet spies had infiltrated the American government and were collecting information from important files that contained military and political secrets. The Rosenbergs, for instance, were a couple from New York gathering information for the Soviet Union. The Rosenbergs operated for decades by stealing American plans that were related to nuclear weapons. They were the first of many U.S. citizens to have been found operating with the Soviet Union. They were able, they were all able to gain military information from the Ethel Brothers David Greenglass, who was a machinist who worked on the Manhattan Project. The Rosenbergs were later caught by authorities and were executed for their actions. The news of the Rosenbergs further grew the fears of communism throughout America. However, on the other hand, President Truman followed the demands for security against communism and created the Federal Employee Loyalty Program in 1947. This program investigates everyone getting a new job in the government to see if they were a communist. More than 3 million federal employees were investigated between the years 1947 and 1953. 300 of those employees were fired because the Federal Employee Loyalty Program declared them as a security risk for acting for some communist ideas. That means 3 million people had their privacy invaded, and 300 were stripped away from their jobs for something that had the freedom of the speech to protect them. The injustice of communism goes even further. The House Committee on Un-American Activities took part in investigating the film industry, education, and unions for communist involvement. Ten Hollywood directors were investigated under the HUAC and sentenced to prison time for contempt of Congress. The committee even branded people as red for hesitating to answer questions. With this, fear of communism started to influence every part of American life. If you were found guilty by one of these programs, you'd have to name other communists that you knew. If you didn't name anyone, 
you'd be sent to jail and be blacklisted to prevent you from getting a job. Alger Hiss was accused of Soviet espionage by his friend, who admitted to Soviet espionage after he served in the U.S. State Department. Hiss was tried, found guilty, and spent prison time under the crime of perjury for lying about being a spy when he was never convicted of being a spy. Political positions continued to be influenced by the Red Scare into the late 1950s. Communism started to separate American society from the government. One way communism separated this was Truman's loyalty program. This program caused a buildup of organizations that pursued the personal liberty and freedom of political organization. Senator Joseph McCarthy, who was in office from 1947 to 1957, was one of the main accusers of the Red Scare. In 1950, when the government made a declaration that Americans should be aware of communists and be fearful of them, Joe made a speech listing people he accused of acts of communism, and he began to publicly prove the different departments of the government, from the State Department, the White House, the Treasury, and eventually the U.S. Army. Joe had little to no opposition early on due to a fear of being labeled a communist or being in agreement with him. President Truman and McCarthy often clashed and accused each other of being communists or harboring, harboring communists. After the Truman administration, President Eisenhower, who could, have been, who could have had enough support to stop him, didn't get in the way of Joe, either due to being labeled soft or other bad imagery, the media was the greatest critic of Joe McCarthy and coined the term McCarthyism as a synonym for baseless defamation and dirty politics. Joe, at first, went after people who had been suspected of communists in the State Department, but then he went after people who opposed him, his political enemies, politicians who wanted to trade with China, and homosexuals who at the time were considered by McCarthy to be dangerous liability to have a government position and could be easily blackmailed because some wanted to keep their head in orientation. Joseph McCarthy continued on his wild hunt for communists, investigating the government and accusing people of being communists. In early 1954, however, he made a fatal mistake, causing his whole career and credibility to crumble. Joe began to follow the leads of a spy in army research, but his investigation turned up nothing. So Joe investigated and accused Irving Perrest, an army major in the American Labor Party, who refused to answer questions. Joe demanded Perrest be discharged from the military, and while the discharge was pending, Perrest asked to be discharged immediately. A general instead gave Perrest an honorable discharge and McCarthy used that as a Riley cry. Who promoted Perez? McCarthy was accused of trying to give his aide a promotion in the army by pursuing them with McCarthy's power. And a 36-day hearing was broadcast on ABC with 20 million viewers. After the public seen the trial, they concluded that Mar McCarthy was a bully, reckless, and a liability to anti-communism. His approval rating dropped drastically. In December of 1954, 
an issue of condemnation by the Senate was made, and McCarthy's credibility never recovered. Joseph maintained his position as senator for two more years and still made cries against communism, but they were met with displays of inattention. Just three years after his fall in popularity, Joseph McCarthy died of acute hepatitis. Although most historians attribute his death to his heavy alcoholism, Joseph McCarthy had a major impact on America, causing radical actions against communism, like blacklisting nearly 300 actors and ruining their careers many more. Communism was taking over the world. Countries started to follow Russian governments like Korea and China, making Americans fear that they were next and they were going to lose their democracy. Lots of Americans wanted anti-communist policies to help prevent communism from entering the United States. Why did McCarthy accuse so many people of communism, even when there was little to no evidence? Joseph McCarthy could have had many reasons, such as a legitimate fear of communism, where he thought everyone who had a different viewpoint was a communist. Maybe because he wanted to gain the public awe, since he was not very popular in the Senate. Maybe he did it because he thought a list of people were communists. He began to investigate, and the power went all to his head. So he accused people he had no evidence against. No matter the reason, Joseph McCarthy had a lasting impact on American society because he started the second Red Scare with social hysteria. Americans during the Red Scare had an intense fear of communism. A popular slogan was, Better Dead Than Red. This shows that some American citizens had immense hatred towards the second coming of the communist movement. The Red Scare and McCarthyism succeeded in both making changes to social, political, and economical aspects of society and bringing awareness of communism to the American citizens.